Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 12 of the Dating After Divorce podcast. Today, I'm talking about getting to the truth. This could potentially be the most important episode, episode, I can't talk today, the most important episode of this podcast. This skill of getting to the truth of the men you date is probably the single most important skill that you need. The fact that we didn't have this skill is what got most of us divorced in the first place because we married a person without getting to the truth of that person. And so if you are divorced and you are dating again, you know the last thing you want to do is get divorced again. The last thing you want to do is marry another narcissist or marry another exploitative person or cruel person or person who has an addiction or someone who's going to not be there for you. All the things you experienced in your first marriage, we don't want any of that. And so getting to the truth of the people that you are texting with, that you are talking to via Zoom or on the phone, or that you are meeting in person with, getting to the truth of these people is so important. This is the main question that I work with my clients on. Once we get past them meeting like really good people, this is the very next thing that we work on because they struggled as well to decide what they really wanted or knowing if a man was the right one or being sure that they would be happy with him. Um, A lot of them, when we started working together, didn't know what questions to ask, when to ask them, how to figure out what was really going on behind the pink flags or red flags, and really how to observe a man's behavior so they could make a decision about him. So before I jump into the how of doing this, I want to tell you um, a story, a scenario that happened to one of my, uh, one of my clients when she, in one of her past relationships. So she was dating a guy who was absolutely everything she wanted. There was the connection, there was the compatibility. Um, All she wanted was a man who would commit to her. And this man wanted to commit to her early, within the first couple of weeks, he was like, listen, you are the one for me. um, And I'd love for us to, you know, be committed and go exclusive and really see where this goes with each other. And he asked her to go exclusive within two weeks. Now, initially, she wasn't comfortable with going exclusive so quickly, but he was kind of networked in. She knew him from kind of like a business environment, and he was treating her so nicely, paying her a lot of attention. They went on really nice romantic dates. Um, He got her door. He texted her in the morning, texted her at night. He responded to her, like all the things that, you know, she had always wanted. She said, well, I do want to kind of take it slow. And he was like, yeah, absolutely. I want to take it slow too, but I want to take it slow with just the both of us together. So at that time she decided, okay, I'm going to go ahead and, um, you know, let's figure out where this is going. So she decided to go exclusive with him. Now this guy was actually pretty 
well off. Like they went on trips in a private jet, which was really nice. Um, they went on a yacht or boat or something, something really fancy. Like they spent, you know, a couple of nights in some really nice um, areas. Like he was available and he was attentive and he was nice and they were exclusive. So they be, you know, she began asking him kind of some of the questions around what she wanted in a long-term relationship. He said he wanted kids. He said that even though they lived like a little bit far apart, he was willing to move to where she was. Like he was starting to check off all the boxes. He was active. He liked to hike. He liked to bike. All the things were kind of like you know, checking off the list. Right. And so even though she had said, Hey, let's take it slow. You know, they had, they were now exclusive. So things started to kind of get hot and heavy. Right. And as impossible as it sounds, after about a month, they just started to become this like slow fade. So he said he was, um, having to move house. So then there were some weekends when he wasn't able to get together with her and then he had aging parents and they were having some, you know, medical problems. So he had to be there for them. And so the gap between their dates just started to get longer and longer. And then next thing he was moving house. So, right, like he needed time to move and all of that. So like, you know, their usual like four dates a week, um, four dates a week. Yeah. Initially, if I remember correctly, faded into like one date a week faded into one date a month until within about two and a half months, it was just all over. And then she was like, well, you're not as attentive. You're not texting me back. And he was like, oh, you're so needy. I have all these things going on. And eventually she decided that she was going to call it quits. What was interesting is when she did break up with him, he didn't seem terribly heartbroken. He just moved on almost as though that was exactly what he wanted, a short, really spicy affair with no strings attached. And it really wasn't until everything was over and uh, she began to evaluate the whole relationship. Uh, Because one of the things I will do with my clients is really go over their past relationships and say, okay, all these things that have happened to you, how do we bring all of the learnings into where you're going? And that she realized, oh, wait a second, all the dates had been just the both of them in super romantic, heightened ambiance environments, right? That kind of heightened the chemistry between them. Um, anytime she had invited him to a scenario where he could interact with her family or her friends, his schedule somehow always clashed with it. Like she actually had a friend who was in the hospital during this time and she had invited him to, hey, I need to visit my friend in the hospital. Would you come with me? And at the last minute he had canceled the appointment, even though he said yes. And she looked back and saw that any kind of overlap between him and her life or any kind of overlap that would integrate her into his life, he had managed to sidestep it very, very smoothly. I know some of you are like nodding your heads as you listen to it, right? And she had wanted him to meet some of her friends and she had wanted to meet some of his friends, but then like it just didn't seem to work and it sounded like she was being too demanding until everything had ended. Now, this is what happens 
when you don't know how to get to the truth of a guy. And you can really fit in any scenario where you dated someone for a long time only to find out that it wasn't a good fit or only to find out that they had something else going on or they were keeping secrets from you. All of those things fall under the scenario of not getting to the truth. Why do we find ourselves here? Why do women often find themselves here? It's because in the process of trying to connect with a man that you really like, that appears to be a good fit for you, you don't want to lose him, right? You don't want to miss out. You don't want to appear inflexible or disagreeable. You don't want to be hard-nosed or, you know, insistent on your ways, You spend all of your time being flexible and adjusting your process to create the commitment that he wants or to create the scenario that keeps him attached to you instead of spending all of your time trying to figure out if he's the right fit for you. So that comes from a desire to be liked. That comes from a desire to be attached, a desire to not miss out, to not lose. Um, It comes from the discomfort of having to say no to a person or the discomfort of having to stay neutral with a person until you're sure that they're the person that you want to be with. Another reason this happens is because of, I'm going to say this word wrong, naivety. That's probably potentially how it's pronounced. It's a French word, right? And it's sort of this childlike, innocent way of looking at the world that causes you to believe that everything a person says to you is true, right? So often you go out into the world and you have concerns or you have questions or something doesn't ring true about something a person says to you, but you try to believe the best, You look for signs that he's the one and you cling to them. And when he shows signs of not being right to you, you kind of ignore them or you downplay them. You minimize the things that are kind of like red flags while maximizing the green flags. And this comes from like a real, a childlike, children have what you call black and white thinking where a person is either all good or a person is all bad, right? Children don't really have the ability to hold the gray to understand the nuance of human nature where good and bad can exist in the same person. A person can be completely loving to one person and completely hateful to another, or they can be completely loving and hateful to the same person. Like there's a lot that goes on in human nature. And if you had maybe some childhood dysfunction or you didn't fully develop into full emotional adulthood, potentially you might have some of this kind of black and white thinking where you also think like a child in your romantic life. Do you wonder exactly how divorced women just like you are meeting eligible men who want a real relationship and a commitment? They're doing it by dating with their core values. Your core values are the GPS that lead you to the partner you've been looking for. When you use your core values on dating apps, text messages, and at social events, you will easily connect with your true match partner without chasing, settling, or wasting time with non-committal men. I have taught exactly how to do this in the two-hour Core Values Dating Blueprint course available on my website, shadecurry.com forward slash dating. That's 
S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y dot com forward slash dating. You will learn exactly how to identify your core values and use them on your dating profile, how to ask the right questions via text, and how to tell the right stories on dates so that you attract the right people and repel those who aren't right for you. If you're ready to meet your true match, hop over to shadecurry.com forward slash dating or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. One of the very interesting things that I have observed in in my clients is while they might be at work or raising their kids or handling their money or traveling the world and showing up in all of those areas as full adults with like strength and resilience and emotional adulthood and a lot of um, autonomy and self-governance, some of them will show up in scenarios that have to do with romance or authority figures, quote unquote, potential authority figures. And those situations cause them to regress into this childlike belief or this childlike innocence, uh, this childlike desire to be loved that causes them to kind of let go of all of their logical and critical thinking in evaluating the other person. So when this kind of thinking shows up, we get to work we'll take with taking care of it. We like get this out of the way quickly and early, which is why it's amazing to really go out there. Like you can't really deal with this thinking by sitting in your house, like by yourself and like just kind of like, I don't know, tapping on your own head or you can't really deal with it on your own. You have to step out there into the world and date and fail and see what the thinking is that got you Um, into that failure, which isn't really a failure. It's more of a learning opportunity that got you to that learning opportunity, evaluate, reassess, learn from it, identify the thinking that got you there, fix it, and do it again until you get to success. So this is just one of the most important thinking processes that I work with my clients on. So we will actually talk about scenarios that they are facing. So an example would be wanting children, right? So you could ask a man if he wants children and he says yes, right? Now, if you have um, black and white thinking, you are like, oh, this is perfect. He says he wants children. And in your mind, you believe that he 100% wants to have children and that if you guys get together, he will marry you and he will have children with you if you just get to the point where he's committed to you, right? That's what black and white thinking will do in your brain. You'll be like, oh, okay, he's the one who wants to have children. That leaves no room for potential uh, nuance to that statement that he made about wanting children. So for instance... He might want kids, but not want them for 10 years. Or he might not want kids at all and just be lying to get you in bed. That happens. That's human nature. Or he could have a girlfriend and want kids with her, not with you. Or he could be unsure about wanting kids and say yes to please you. Or he could want kids, but knows that he would have to reverse his vasectomy to have kids. And he's not sure he really wants to reverse that vasectomy. Like what he's saying to you when he says, yes, I want to have kids is just the tip of the iceberg of what the truth could potentially be. How often have you said you want to do something and then not done it, right? How often have you wanted something, truly wanted it, but had 
all kinds of obstacles that got in your way where you didn't do it. How often have you wanted to show up in your relationships as one kind of person, but that you ended up doing or saying something completely different from what you intended to say or do? Human nature is complex. And this is why you have to learn to get to the truth of the people that you are dating. Getting to the truth means you process reality exactly as it presents itself. You don't make up stories. You don't assume anything. There's a really amazing book. I believe it's called The Four Agreements by Miguel Ruiz. An excellent, excellent book. If you ever have an opportunity to read it, you will love it. And one of the things he talks about in there, one of the four agreements is to never make assumptions. Because when you make an assumption, you create a story when reality is probably something completely different. When you make assumptions about a man who says, I'm falling in love with you, and you assume that that means, oh, he he's falling in love with me, and he wants to marry me, and I need to commit to him. Him saying, I'm falling in love with you, falling in love for him may just look like he's having physical feelings for you, right? Or falling in love for him could mean something entirely different from what falling in love means for you, right? And so you never want to assume that what a person says means to them what it means to you, which is why dating, if you're dating for commitment and you're dating for a long-term relationship requires, um, a lot of milestones, right? I work with my clients on creating their relationship gates, creating their milestones so that they truly know that they can 100% commit to the person that they choose. We work in all of this into their process. So there are four steps to getting to the truth of a person that you're dating. The first step is to define what it is you want clearly and completely. I've talked about this in prior episodes really knowing who you want, having amazing crystal clear clarity around the partner that you are looking for. That's step one. Step two is commit to that clear picture of the man that you are looking for. You've gotten to the place where you no longer have any questions about whether you're being too picky or not too picky. You've figured all of that out. You've worked through each of the items on your list and you have full certainty inside of you that this is the best person for you, that that person exists and you know how to find him and you are just the woman to go out into the world to find him, right? Um, Step three is to then design a process by which you're going to get to the truth around each area that you have uh, decided on. So an example would be, he needs to be financially stable. Now, if you've done a, a proper ideal partner deep dive, you know exactly what financially stable means. What does that mean to you? One of the reasons I don't give you an exact checklist of all the questions you need to ask is that this is so custom to each woman. So financially stable will mean different things to every woman who is dating. But just using that as a general example, how will you know he's financially stable? What are the things you need to know before you can say, yes, this man meets my criteria for being financially stable, right? And then before you commit to the man, how will you verify that that is something that he actually has? 
many women will go out on dates and then like, okay, on date six, I'm going to ask him if he's financially stable, right? And so then they ask the man, are you financially stable? And he says, yes. And maybe he says, oh, I make this much money and my house is worth this much and I have this much in the bank. And then the woman goes back to her checklist and then checks off the list. Yes, he's financially stable. So she asked the question and he gave the answer but did she get to the truth, right? All she really knows in that moment is that he gave an answer to a question. She doesn't really know if that answer is true, if the answer is accurate, if the question meant to him, what it meant to her, right? And so what I have my clients do is not just decide on what they're looking for in a person, but to decide how they're going to know, how they're going to find it. And we create all of that, um, for them. An example, um, which was really useful for one of my clients was she wanted someone who was very emotionally available in very specific ways. And so after about six weeks of dating, we came up with an activity that she was going to invite him, um, to participate in a specific activity that would demonstrate his emotional availability, his emotional intelligence, etc. And while this is funny, it's also kind of not funny because he arrived at the activity and broke up with her before it started. And so in some ways it was amazing because because she was following through on what she wanted and how she had chosen to get to the truth, immediately he self-selected out of her life. And of course, it's not funny because then she broke up with another guy. But the beauty is that she got to the truth. So she didn't have to feel like there was something wrong with her, like she was doing it wrong. It was because she chased him away. All of that overthinking and complicating things and feeling bad and feeling like it's never going to happen. She didn't have any of that because she was like, oh, I just, I really like this guy. But as I went down the line of what I really wanted on my list, he self-selected out because I presented this scenario and it just wasn't for him. All right, so that was number three, designing a process of getting to the truth of each man. And then finally, number four, which also uh, shows up in that example that we just gave about emotional availability, is that you need to follow through. So it's the follow through that is so, so, so important. If you've decided on what you want and you've decided on how you're going to know, then you need to follow through with the discomfort of asking the questions, of presenting the activities, of presenting the situations that let you know that this person is exactly who you want to commit to. And the result of doing all of this work is that you will have far fewer heartbreaks, right? You'll have far fewer breakups because people will self-select out or you will get to the truth of the person early, earlier in the process, which means, oh, I just realized he's not for me because of this. You'll know exactly why you're breaking up. You'll know exactly why it didn't work out and it will not mean anything about you. So when you have far fewer breakups, then this process becomes something that you can accommodate in your life because it's not taking all this emotional toll on you. You know, like riding this roller coaster up and down. I'm in love. Now he's gone. I'm in love. Now, it, now it's gone. Now you have a process for figuring the guys out. 
following this process for getting to the truth also creates safety for you. Now you realize that, okay, I don't have to be afraid of dating. I don't have to be afraid of putting myself out there because I have a way of figuring out who's truthful, who's not truthful, who's a real person, who's a catfisher, who's a narcissist, who's a scammer, because I designed that process ahead of time. Now, it doesn't mean you're not going to be attracted to people along the way. It doesn't mean that there isn't like attraction at first sight or all of those things. And all of that can be fun, right? But even as you enjoy the attention or you enjoy feeling attracted to someone or you feel friendship or connection to someone, you understand that getting to the truth of who they really are will take weeks and months of observing, communicating, and telling yourself the truth. And learning to maintain kind of that tension, that space in between you and another person while getting to know who they really are, having that skill will really help you know that when you are ready to commit, when you are ready to go all the way, when you are ready to go exclusive or get engaged or get married, you've done your due diligence you know exactly who they are. You've made adjustments along the way. You figured out holidays. You figured out travel. You figured out all the things that are kind of on your mind about the person that you want. And it just gives you peace of mind going into that committed relationship. If you have any questions around getting to the truth, because it's just such a custom item, I want to invite you to schedule a call to talk to me. Getting to the truth of the man that you're dating is really unique to you. Your idea of what getting to the truth is, is going to be different from someone else's. Your requirements are going to be different from your girlfriend's requirements. They're going to be different from the fam- your family members' requirements because every human is unique. So if you want to apply this to the man that you are dating right now or the men that you are considering dating, or you just want to learn a little more about how to get to the truth, I want to invite you to schedule your free consultation call with me today. You can go to shadecurry.com, S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com forward slash schedule dash appointment. And you can pick a time that works for you on my calendar and we'll spend an hour talking about your dating process, talking about how you can apply this concept to your dating process. And then we'll talk about whether or not you want my help in applying it going forward. I look forward to talking to you. Thank you for your time and attention, and I will see you next time. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.